Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good evening, everybody. It's Deb Crow all the way from Chile, Canada. Here we are, middle of January already, January 17th, 2018. And we are just having a phenomenal month on the radio show. And again, just an honor and a privilege to interview my fellow co-authors from all over the globe. And I want to thank our January 2018 sponsor, Sharissa Sebastian. She is a career success coach for ambitious women. And this week on our episode info, I have posted one of her YouTube videos and I encourage you all to watch it. She is doing some amazing things and is currently living in Malaysia. And I had a coaching session with her yesterday and I can tell you, she gets to the root of who you want to be, helps you find your why. And more importantly, her listening skills are so, she is so honed in to what you want to do. So I really want to thank her for her sponsorship and her belief and her enjoyment of the Changebook Radio Show. So tonight, I'm taking you back to the original Changebook, Changebook number one. And just honored and thrilled to interview Janice Burke. So let me tell you a little bit about this. She lives in Mexico City she learned to speak Spanish by immersion. She majored in Spanish and minored in communication studies at Sacramento State University. She then continued her studies in legal interpretation at San Francisco State University. And in 2012, she became a court certified Spanish interpreter. She interprets for trials, hearings, mediations, medical evaluations, and depositions. She also does the translation of legal documents. All her studies and skills aside, Janice's passion and love for the Spanish language is what sets her apart. So, Janice, welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I should have been more astute today and learned some Spanish so that I could at least say, hello, how are you? So, Kudos for me for not doing that. I should have done that. So maybe by the end of the interview, I'll get you to teach me some Spanish. Claro que sí. Yo te enseño todo el español que quieras. There you go. I have I, no idea, yes. but it sounded, that yes. it sounded so beautiful. <laughs> I would love to teach you Spanish. Well, you might have a deal there. I'm always, always open to learning new things. That's that's what us entrepreneurs do, right? 
Yes, exactly. So it's exciting for me to be the host of this show. It's I feel like I'm the concierge of the Change Book series because every week I get to be somewhere different speaking to one of my fellow co-authors. So I decided to go back to book one this week and interview you. You were in the inaugural book. So my first question to you is, when you first chatted with Jim and Jim, what made you decide to write your chapter, which we're going to delve into in a minute and talk about, and, and join this global community? Because you were right at the beginning of their vision. I was. I was right at the beginning, so I really didn't know what to expect. But when they first presented kind of this opportunity, I thought how great it would be because I was in this moment of kind of walking through my various fears in life, which seemed to be many. Um, And I had struggled my whole life with this, you know, not good enough feeling and especially when it came to physical appearance. So I would have these, you know, feelings of jealousy and insecurity, and they were fairly overpowering at times. Um, And so I just, I kind of wanted to deal with that uh, in an open way and, and have the motivation to really sit down and, and put into words this um, struggle, the struggle of mine that I had, and and also put down things that I was doing that seemed to be helping um, with that struggle, and hopes that maybe somebody out there that was that would read it eventually, you know, might relate to my feelings and and go, oh, maybe I could try that, or or even just not feel so alone. You know, just that there's some comfort in knowing that we're not the only ones that have a particular issue or struggle with something like that. Well, I know when I first looked at your picture, I see this beautiful, confident woman with long, glowing blonde hair and a smile that is big and infectious. And it's so... (laughs) It's so easy for people to look at someone on the outside and think that they have it all together. So it was intriguing for me when I read your chapter for a second time, because like I mentioned to you before we went live, your chapter is raw. It evoked emotion. And I think anyone reading your chapter would resonate with some of those feelings at some point in their life. So my question to you is, what was your, your mindset when you sat down to type or put pen to paper to, to finally have the courage and just evoke your emotion to go through and, and write your heart on paper? Just take us through that thought process and how long it took you and, and how did you feel when it was done? Well, I kind of just wanted to really focus on the root of it because I could obviously feel and see the symptoms, which were not pleasant. Um, But, you know, where did that come from? So in sitting down and really just looking at, okay, you know, I lived in Mexico city when I was younger and I was valued there actually for my looks. 
because I was this, you know, white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes that was, and I was, so I was so different than, than everybody that was around me. And I was very special. And then, you know, I'm 13 years old when I came back to the United States and it was just like this crash course into you suck. <laughs> like you're really not as special as you thought you were. And not only that, you're, you're less than, I mean, that was the feeling that I had, um, you know, going to a junior high halfway through the year, not knowing anybody, kind of being bullied. Um, I had glasses at the time and just uh, going through that awkward transition anyway of the teenage years. And um, then I had gained some weight and I really didn't know how to be feminine uh, it actually scared me, you know, sexuality scared me, femininity scared me. So all of these things just started uh, piling up inside of me. Um, so when I went back to see, okay, what, why do I struggle with this so much? What is, what's the cause? I could kind of go back to that um, point in my life and I, I still can feel those feelings of, oh my gosh, you're, you're ugly here. You're not valued here. You're not good enough, uh, not pretty enough. And for me, it had to do with those things, but I know for other people, there's different types of not good enough. You know, there's not smart enough. I'm just in general, a lot of people just as human beings in different capacities, we struggle with this feeling of not good enough. So that was kind of my initial thing was what's the the cause and then let's kind of go through there and see then what belief systems I adopted based on those events in my life. Um, and then so once that's kind of established, I think that's great, but we don't want to get stuck there, right? It's not, I don't want to get stuck in this, okay, well, I get why I'm like this or why why I feel this way, but I don't. I don't want to be that person and I, I want to change. I want to transform. I want, I want to feel confident and good enough in all aspects of my life. And um, so then it was thinking about, okay, what are the things I've done, which they did walking through my fears was a huge one. Cause it was almost like proving to myself that I could do these things that I really thought were impossible, which was part of writing this chapter was, was that was me going, I can, I can do something that seems very difficult or seems very vulnerable or seems very raw. Um, I can, I can do that. I'm strong enough and brave enough and I want to make that choice. So that's well, that's how that happens. Well, and your chapter ebbs and flows with all of you. You refer to them as tricks. I feel they're strategies and you talk about yoga and running and, and the connection of when you feel good physically, you feel good emotionally. That's scientifically proven. You decided right. to replace your thoughts and reason with yourself. And sometimes we just need to get out of our own damn way, right? Seriously. <laughs> every yeah. day, every day. 
And you yeah. you talk about taking a responsibility to create the life that you want. And it's interesting that your exposure to living in Mexico City and your love for the language has landed up becoming your passion, your vocation. And you just, I can see you falling in love with that language. It's just a beautiful language to hear people speak in Spanish. And then I think oh, with that, yeah. your next your next strategy, again, you call it a trick, instilling a gratitude <laughs> mentality. I think it's the only way to start and finish the day and it doesn't allow any time for ego. It doesn't allow time for thoughts of jealousy or insecurity. And when you're grateful, even for the most littlest or minute thing in your day, it's a paradigm shift in your own mind. So it's just, it's kind of like you've stacked all these strategies. And then the last one you talk about is expressing what you're feeling inside, which I really think you eloquently did in this chapter. And you talk about being vulnerable. You know, we are so afraid of landing up in any kind of state of exposure to the possibility of being attacked or harmed. And that can be physical or emotional. And you basically embrace that in your chapter and you made it powerful enough that it became the key to your transformation. So my question is, when you were done this chapter, was that like, all right, the new Janice is going to step into her greatness, and I'm, I'm done with this repetitive pattern of behavior? Tell, tell me, what, who, who oh. was this new girl that stepped up after this chapter? <laughs> well, I wish I could say in the happily ever after movies that I love that that is what happened. Um I think it is a process, and I think I am daily learning. I see growth for sure. In every step that I've taken, um, I see movement. I see progress. And even if it's, you know, the tiniest baby step, uh, so, for instance, I'm having a thought of insecurity or jealousy, and then just going, okay, I'm, I'm choosing to, and even if I do that, you know, one time and that works, and then one other time I kind of get carried away by my obsessive thinking, then, you know, maybe that's a tiny step back, but then it's the next time. Here's another situation. Here's another opportunity. How, how are you going to choose to think about this, really? Are you going to allow yourself to focus on something positive, to focus on something you're grateful to, for, or do you want to wallow and choose to wallow in this insecurity and self-pity? And, you know, there's times I do both where I'll choose one in one moment and then the next moment I'm, again, wallowing in whatever feelings. Um but I just genuinely think that as long as we as individuals are making consistent, even if it's the tiniest baby step forward, um, that's all we can ask for. And that's, that's beautiful because that's kind of the progress. So as far as me um, 
confronting this, it's every time it's a discipline. It's a, a practice. It's consistency. And, you know, some days I'm a little more consistent and other days I can fall short. Um, but it's the whole, you know, we can fall and we just get back up. We might fall, but we get back up and then we get back up and we're a little stronger and we stay up a little longer and then we maybe trip and fall again. So it's kind of that concept for me in my life and in this, um, you know, this challenge and struggle that I have. Well, and and is it really a challenge or a struggle or have you just figured out life and coping strategies and as life comes, whatever it hands you, whether it be a barrier, a trauma, an emergency, you just figured out as a human being through several struggles that you share in your chapter, you now know, okay, that's kind of happened. I'm going to process that. And you're now choosing how to respond to it. Instead of being reactive, you're proactive. You're the girl that gets back up. Yes. Yep. I, I'm, I'm the girl that and gets back up. I'm joining you in that, in that rise up club. Oh, I can tell. And that's why I like you already. I've, I've just briefly seen all the things that you're up to. And I, I get so inspired and motivated and encouraged by people like you that um, go for things that aren't, you know, I mean, and we may have the fear, but the fear doesn't, doesn't stop you and you you continue on and make a difference in people's lives and impact the world I mean that is that's amazing that's where it's at it's very purposeful and I love that well I have some amazing coaching clients and a couple of years ago one of my coaching clients gifted me with Gabrielle Bernstein who is one of the thought leaders of of this century coined and created by Oprah. And she is, she has created inspirational content that has affirmations and life-changing tools. And I got one of her deck of uh, cards and this one was miracles now. So before the radio show, I always pick a card and I've never shared it on the radio show. And I thought to myself, I am going to start tonight during Janice's interview. So I'm going to share my card with you. So my oh, card today was, in order to awaken the world to the light, I must not be afraid to shine. So how serendipitous that that was my card. I'm interviewing Aww. you. Your chapter is called Jealousy Sits in My Bones. You're talking about kicking fear's ass to the curb rising up and living your passion and speaking in Spanish as this beautiful, astute, intelligent, court-certified interpreter. And I'm thinking, this is so serendipitous. I love it. That is very cool. I love it, too. It, it brings tears to my eyes when things like that happen. I just think I think it's amazing. Well, and the other thing I love about the Change Book series is I know that you have authored two other books that I'm going to ask you about in a minute, but your story, your truth, your 
emotion on paper, your deep level of grit that you decided to put out there is going to resonate and has resonated with so many people. A good friend of mine always says to me, you never know who's watching. So for us, we, we never know who's listening. So when you share your heart like you did in your journey and you say, you know, I kind of went through all this stuff and I turned out okay, but I still have my bad days, but I just deal with them a little differently now. That to me is inspiration. That is someone who is a change maker. And sometimes we need a new set of eyes or a person who doesn't know us much like me talking to you right now to kind of give a real inspirational bird's eye view of, of what we see. Because sometimes I don't think we see our own greatness or the greatness that we're bringing into the world. Yeah. And when I, I and when I, I when I read your chapter, I, I think that you have depicted a greater transformation than you realize that you have. And I know that you've also gone on and authored two other books. So I wanted to know if you would just take a moment and share with us how those books came about and what their titles are and just share. I think people can get them on your website, SpanishJanice.com, which I just love. I think that's such a cool (laughs) website, such a cool name and so appropriate. So tell us about your books and kind of, where did they come? Did they come after the change? Just kind of walk us through that process and how those two books landed up being published by you. Um, so the first book that I self-published is called Bits and Pieces of a Broken Heart. And that basically is a compilation of letters and poems and um just some some things that I had written during the very difficult and painful process of my separation and my divorce. Uh, So all of a sudden I, I just, I realized that I had lost my voice and I really wanted to start expressing myself uh, instead of repressing, which I did a lot of. And so I was thinking, well, what are ways to do that? And that was part of walking through these fears that I had. And so I joined Toastmasters. I started giving speeches about uh, just my feelings, the, some painful things that had happened, just really talking very um, bluntly about my life. And then I I felt like as another level to that, that I wanted to publish this book and just kind of say, here, this, this is me. This is the real me. It's authentic because everything that I wrote in there, I didn't write meaning to ever publish it or really for anybody to read it. They were all these poems and um that came from this place of I just need to get these emotions out. And so I just sat down and and typed and poured my my heart out on paper 
Um, so it really was a just a healing part of my healing process was publishing that and uh, just saying, you know, here's my voice and here's my life, the good, bad, ugly, beautiful, you know, I mean, because that is life. It's the totality of everything. Um, so I did that. And then the second book was um, is called From Broken to Open, A Heart Story. And it's also kind of some poems and short stories followed by um, a question for the readers so that they can consider for themselves these different um, scenarios or situations in life and how they would respond. Or um, some of them were, you know, go and write something or go meditate on this. So just different little things for the readers to do. Um, and it was meant to be kind of a, a heart-to-heart conversation, even though it was a book. So kind of I share myself and then you share yourself in in whatever way that was, you know, either writing something down or just in reflection. Um, so that was the second book. And through those processes, was that kind of a continuum of the emotion that you had when you were writing the chapter in the change book, or do you feel yes. it kind of brought you to like the next level? Um, I feel like all of that was this process of, of healing and transformation and me really just going, okay, what steps can I take? What, what active things can I do to change myself, right, to change the level of fear I have of people or people's reactions or people's judgments, um, just to change some of those fears that I had that were literally just clipping my wings and, in, you know, I felt like I was in this cage half of the time, but uh, I was holding the key. So I'm in this cage and I have the key in my hand but I'm in the cage and here I am and I'm doing it to myself with um, my thoughts and my fears and they were controlling me instead of me taking the reins and saying, you know, this is my life and I have one of these. So (laughs) I want to live it. Well, girl, I am loving that. And on that note, I, I will share with you, I back in November, it might have even been October, I was thinking to myself, we are such a technology-driven society, and we get so succumbed into accolades and degrees and initials after our name and then likes and followers. So I changed all my social media, and I'm now authentically undefined because life to me is limitless. And then I can go and be and do whatever I want. And to me, I feel like that's taking my power to a whole new level. And that that can be as a wife, as a mom, as a sister, 
a daughter, a friend, a coach, a speaker. It doesn't matter. I just refuse to be trapped in a title, wrapped around a description when I just want to be myself. And that's, to me, Janice, what you epitomize in that chapter. Mm. Well, I, I love that. I hear what you're saying, um, titles and these roles that we feel like we should or must or need to. And instead of that open flow and, and just being open, really truly open to what life has for us. And uh, which is probably why on my website, I can't, you know, everybody tells me this is horrible. You're Spanish Janice, but I go to your website and it's like, Spanish interpreter, voiceover acting, yoga instructor, author, uh, you know, inspirational speaker. Like, what are you? <laughs> There's like too much here. You have to narrow the focus and stuff like that. But I, I feel you on that one. It's just, I, I want to be open. I, I, I want to be open. And yeah. Uh, so I think that's very inspirational. What you're, what you're all about. Well, you you are the same. You are an interpreter. You are a voiceover artist. You are an actor. You are an inspirational speaker. You are an author. You are a yoga instructor. You, like me and many other people in the world, we don't have to have one flavor and live in one box. Yes. So, amen. amen, because you know what? <laughs> you wrote about your chapter and it's like, this is who I am. I think your website's lovely. And what I really like about it is it's, it's crisp. It's clean. I love the colors. I love your photo and I know everything you do. And I'm like, this is awesome. She's doing so Aww. many different things because, because you like to, and you can, right? Right. Right. I like to and I can. And, and yeah, I think it, it keeps us on our toes, too. It keeps life interesting. It keeps the flow of things. And, and if we don't try something, how do we know it's not, you know, just our next love of something that we just have to do in life? And if we didn't try it, we wouldn't even know. But no one is saying you know, when I graduated high school in the 80s, it was like, go to university, get a degree, get the job, stay in the job, get the gold watch and retire. And I thought, I am not going to fit into this model. This does not work for me. You know, I'm a Taurus. I'm left-handed. Like I'm left-handed alone. Like I'm 11% of the planet earth. Like we're just different. Right. Right? So that's great. Well, I'm right handed, but you know. You and I, (laughs) we also have something else in common. My yoga sister, I am in the middle of doing my 200 RYT. So, how long have you been a yoga teacher? And do you practice? Do you teach? Give me a little insight on that because I love yoga. I'm halfway through, I got five months in my training and I graduate. Oh, good for you. Yes, yoga actually was so life-changing for me in this time where I was going through my separation and divorce. Um, 
I remember it was just at my gym and I went to a yoga class and it, it was difficult for me uh, for a while to actually sit through and calm myself and be present because that's really what you're doing is being present with your breath and your movements. And so that was, it's hard when you kind of want to run away from yourself. <laughs> so you're kind of stuck there. But I started noticing after going to these classes, like, man, I, it's shifting something in me. Something is releasing, something is happening. I didn't even know what it was exactly. I just knew it was positive and that I needed to keep going back. So um, part of my, the reason why I did the 200 hour, uh, which I did it in Hawaii actually, so it wasn't horrible. It was great. Um, was because I need to be held accountable to to do things a lot of times uh, because I'll tend to make up reasons why not to go do yoga and things like that. So I thought, well, here's a solution. If I go and I start teaching, then I actually have to do yoga, you know, more consistently. So that was kind of my thought in doing the, the teacher training. And I'm so glad I did because I learned a ton about alignment and, you know, just doing proper yoga uh, poses so you're not going to injure yourself and stuff like that. Um, but also it was just very um, internally it changed me. Um, I saw some things about myself that I think I didn't want to accept before and really felt like, wow, I need to take personal responsibility for my life. And I think at that yoga teacher training, I realized how much I was blaming everybody and everything around me. And, you know, my dad, my mom, my ex-husband, my this, my that. It was everybody else's fault why I was, you know, such a, a wreck of a person. And it in that moment of that yoga teacher training, I, I shifted in that. But what I really love about the yoga thing, and I'll just pass this on to, to you too, since you, when you get your certification, they have this um, thing where you can go to different all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and even a couple in the United States, and you teach yoga, and then they hugely discount your, uh, your stay. So you can bring your whole family you teach yoga at the resort and then, you know, you pay a lot less to stay there. So I've done that, I think four, four or five times, um, almost one, one time every year since I've been certified. And it's been such an amazing experience. Every time I go, it's, it's great. Well, it's interesting because I thought to be a certified yoga teacher that I had to be a fitness professional or at least taking or teaching uh, group fitness. So when a colleague of mine said, you should join me in this, I think you'd really like it. And right away, complete fear. I'm thinking, you know, I work out, I do weights, I do whatever. Yoga, like I've done the odd class. I used to be a gymnast when I was younger, so I thought, oh, maybe I'm, you know, my my brain, like you talk about in your chapters, racing in 15 directions. <laughs> yeah. And I thought they're not going to accept me because I'm not, you know. So the instructor called and we had a chat and 
she said, I have one prerequisite if you choose to join us. And I said, okay, what is it? And she said, we're going to dig deep. And Mm. if you're not ready to deal with your shit, I don't want you in my class. And I thought, I'm in, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's eight of us and it's been nothing shy of awe-inspiring, knowledgeable. My practice is just, I love who I am when I'm doing my practice. I love how I feel when I'm done my practice. And we've, and we've done a couple of practice teachings among our peers. And, you know, right away you think you're going to be awful and you're going to suck at it. And I was really proud of myself. And it's, it's just that repetitive mindset that we just have to get out of our own way and just like yoga, just embrace the pose. You may not be good. Yep. You know, my last name's Crow. So when we do the Crow pose, it's quite the joke in our class because I'm still not good at it. I always fall on my face. But the amount of joy and laughter that I get trying to do Crow pose, which I will master, hopefully by May, is it's just fun. And it's like, this is why I do all the different things that I do. And this is why you do all the different things you do because life to me is just an evolving supermarket of things sitting on a shelf that we can take out and try for a while. And if we don't like it, we can put it back, but it's our choice. And I love that you do so many different vocations and the common thread is, is the, is the second language that you have. So if anything, from our, our time together in this interview, you, you found another yogi sister in Canada. You found someone else who's doing as many things as you are, and you, <laughs> you've, not, you've not put yourself in a box. And I, I love that you put your heart on your sleeve and put pen to paper to write this beautiful chapter. And I just, I encourage you to meet some more people in the change. There are so many amazing authors in California that I would love to introduce you to. And we have our private community on Facebook. And just to bring you up to date, we're just about finishing book 15, which puts, which now puts us at 300 co-authors and we're in 26 countries. Our radio show now has over 5,000 listeners and we're being listened to in nine countries. So I'm not saying that we're going to shift a paradigm. We are shifting a paradigm. We are change makers, Janice, and you are in the inaugural group from book one. So honored to be a co-author with you. And I'm just so glad you took the time to come on the change book radio show and please let's keep in touch. And if I'm in California, I'm knocking on your door. Oh, you have a place to stay. You know it. Sacramento, California. Come visit me. Jim and Jim are like, Deb Crow, you are never going to rent another hotel room in your life. And I think you're right. (laughs) That's so cool. And how cool is that? You get the personal localized or local experience, you know? It's great. I'm hanging out with all my buddies from the Changebook series. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. So, so Janice, I just wish you nothing but success for 2018. And thank you for spending the last half an hour with me. And you just keep rocking life, girl, because I'm, I'm right alongside you. And who knows what else we're going to take on this year. But I know, I know if we do, it'll be with tenacity, grit, 
vision, clarity, and 150% effort. That is very true. And thank you for inspiring and motivating me on this, on this call and for everything that you're doing for, for the change community and, and the world. I, I do. I love you from over here. Well, you know what? The feeling is mutual and let's keep in touch and I will talk to you soon. And how do I say goodbye in Spanish? Adios. Adios, my friend. Hasta luego, amiga. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Take good. Take care. You know, it's just another awesome Wednesday night in my life hosting the Change Book Radio Show and going back to book number one and just interviewing Janice Burt and her chapter, Jealousy Sits in My Bones, just raw, pure emotion, you know, here is a beautiful professional woman, long blonde hair, amazingly and beautifully talented. And just to hear the bullying and struggles that she had. But, you know, she turned those lemons into lemonade and she's doing all sorts of wonderful things now in California and not just sticking to being an interpreter, yoga teacher actor, voiceover coach, like it just goes on and on. So kudos to you, Janice Burt. So I want to thank you for tuning in. And I just wanted to take another moment and thank my January sponsor, Sharissa Sebastian, career success coach for ambitious women. And I posted her YouTube video that she recently did off her Facebook page for you to watch. And her website is sharissasebastian.com. Reach out. She posts some amazing webinars. She is the leadership coach for Ambitious Women. She has worked with the producer from Oprah Winfrey Network. She has some big players that she's looking after. And she's living in Malaysia right now and living life on her terms. Had a coaching session with her yesterday and It was nothing shy of awe-inspiring and just really making me dig deep to be a better person. So I want to leave you this week with just a little tidbit and insight of my world. And I'm back to traveling and professionally speaking. I've taken on a couple of coaching clients. And I'm actually back in the medical rehabilitation world doing some education to adjusters and adjudicators and really, really enjoying it. So I hope that you're living your authentic life and that you're finding your clarity and your purpose. I think it's, I think it's an evolution. I think that it's something we need to work on every day, but as I leave you until we come back till next week, I want you to challenge yourself and do something that you're afraid to do after speaking with Janice and all of the fear and just grit that she's come through in her life, I'm going to challenge you in the next week to step out of your comfort zone and do something that scares you. And you're welcome to email me, deb at debcrow.com, and crow has an E on the end. And I'll be back with you next week with another awesome, inspiring co-author from the Changebook series. So thanks again for tuning in. This is Deb Crow from the Changebook Radio Show, and I'm wishing you all a great week. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.